Hello and welcome to another very special episode of The Paranormal Sun, coming to you live from Tower Studios. I'm JT, and as always, I'll be your tour guide as we explore the unexplained. Well, my friends, it's the gift that just keeps on giving. It's monolith mania, it seems. I've got another breaking story about the monolith that I'm going to bring to you tonight, and hopefully you find some interest in it. I'll continue to cover this topic as the time goes on for as long as these things keep popping up. I know that a lot of you are fascinated with what's happened. Well, there's another wrinkle in the story that uh, I've been made privy to. Thank you so much to Harry in North Carolina for sending me a message and pointing out another article that he would like me to cover over. So we're going to cover over that article, folks. So I've got another article as well, folks, that I'm going to cover over for you. That's happened in the interim from when I just released this episode the other day to now. It's just the gift that keeps on giving. And I think, in my mind, that we're going to see more of this. And you'll soon find out what I'm talking about. And then after we cover over the monolith-related stuff, my friends, please stick around because I have a very important announcement for you. And I think it's going to be something that most of you are going to be really excited about. So make sure you stay tuned. All right, my friends, let's get into this monolith mania. It might just be what we need to top off 2020 is uh, monoliths appearing all over the world. So this first article that I've got here, it's a bit of a review of what's happened so far with the monolith in Utah. And the cool bit about this is that there's a photo of a metal triangular plate on the ground. And it's got looks like rivet holes in it or some kind of connection holes. And I am assuming that this is what was in the ground at the site of the monolith, which is now missing. Go over there and check out that photo. Definitely, I'll have a link in the show notes. And this one comes from viralrant.com. And it's titled, Mysterious Metallic Monolith Has Vanished, which we know because I've covered this for you. It says, a follow-up story. The fact that a 12-foot-tall metallic monolith was discovered deep in Utah's Red Rock Desert was already quite the mystery, with no one taking credit for it. But just days after it had been discovered, the monolith disappeared literally overnight. The monolith, which according to satellite photos, suddenly appeared in 2016, had only just recently been discovered on November the 18th, 2020, during a routine helicopter flyover by the Utah Department of Public Safety and Division of Wildlife. Officials refused to reveal its location for fear that people might get lost or stranded trying to find it and need to be rescued. But that didn't stop Internet sleuths from using maps and photos to figure out its location and published it online with the logic that someone was going to make it public anyway. It only took a matter of hours before it went viral among adventure seekers, and soon tourists were flocking to the site to see the monolith with their own eyes. But now, to add, to, to add mystery on top of mystery, the 12-foot-tall monolith apparently disappeared Friday night, just days after it was discovered. In a statement made by the Utah Bureau of Land Management, they claim no responsibility for its removal, saying, Here is our official statement on the rumors surrounding the monolith. We have received credible reports that the illegally installed structure, referred to as the monolith, has been removed from Bureau of Land Management public lands by an unknown party. The BLM did not remove the structure, which is considered private property. We do not investigate crimes involving private property, which are handled by the local sheriff's office. The structure has received international 
and national attention, and we received reports that a person or group removed it on the evening of November the 27th. An Instagrammer, Spencer Owen, had some great shots and videos showing that nothing remains of the monolith but a single piece, presumably the object's top cover. And that's that piece that I was talking about that there's a photo in. Uh, and there's a link to his Instagram account in here. Uh, I might go over and uh, have a look at that while I'm reading the rest of this to you. So what was it and who put it there? State officials quickly quashed the theory that the monolith was placed in... Sorry, folks. Someone... <laughs> Someone has not done a proofreading of this article. It's a bit annoying when you see these grammatical errors. It's bad enough when I fumble over words, but when they've got things written in a way that's not actually conducive to reading it, it makes it a bit difficult. State officials quickly quashed the theory that the monolith was placed by extraterrestrial aliens, but they did admit that it would have been difficult to place it in such a remote location. The common assumption among most people is that the Utah monolith was created secretly installed and removed in an elaborate art project by an unknown artist. It's highly likely the work was done under the cover of darkness to hide from the watching eyes of satellites, adding further to the mystery. The Utah Department of Heritage and Arts was not happy about the damage to the bedrock and called the structure vandalism in a Twitter statement. The department said, while the monolith has better craftsmanship than graffiti, this is still vandalism. It's irreversibly altered the natural environment on public lands. And then there's a link here, and it says, read more about the monolith in our original article. So anyway, folks, there are, you know, there's stories going around that it's different artists. The one gentleman, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, who'd already passed away in 2011. Now, they were saying that many of his, his uh, pieces of art have sold for over $300,000 at auction. So if it was this gentleman's, and someone has stolen it, we know why. Okay, so I'm overlooking at this person's Instagram page. And yeah, he's got several good photos here of the monolith, uh, photos with the monolith, and then photos of the aftermath, what's left. And he's got this triangular piece of aluminum, which looks to be around a foot on each side. So it looks to be about one by one by one. He's holding it in his hands. And again, I'll, I'll put a direct link in the show notes to his Instagram page. Look, it's quite interesting. It's cool to see the, you know, either the base plate or the top plate, whatever it was, uh, showing that now I'd say without a doubt it's man-made. I already had very little doubt, as I said in the last episode. We've got that out of the way, folks. Now we've got another update. So again, thanks for sending this to me, Harry. So this one is from the Mail Online, which is the dailymail.co.uk, so obviously a UK publication. And I would say that with the UK being in lockdown, a lot of these publications have got a bit more time on their hands because they won't be out, you know, driving around so much reporting on the news so they can look at things from other countries. Now, why is that pertinent? Because here we are. Now a mysterious Arthur C. Clarke style monolith appears in Romania after unexplained metal monolith vanished from Utah. So who or what put it there? Mysterious metal monolith? has appeared in northern Romania after another vanished from the desert in Utah. The shiny triangular pillar was found on Batkes Doamni Hill in the city of Piatra Nilt last Thursday. One side of the structure, which is 13 feet tall, which again, folks, sounds about the same size as that Utah one, faces Mount Sialu, which 
is known locally as the Holy Mountain. A mysterious metal monolith has appeared in Romania this week after another similar structure found in the remote Utah desert was removed by an unknown party. The shiny triangular pillar was found on Batka Doamli Hill in the city of Piatra Nymph in northern Romania last Thursday. It was spotted a few meters away from the well-known archaeological landmark, the Petrodava Dacian Fortress, a fort built by the ancient Dacian people between 82 BC and AD 106. The peculiar find comes after a similar monolith was found in the Utah desert with no explanation, sparking wry speculation that it could have been the work of aliens, but is more likely the work of a prankster inspired by science fiction novel 2001 A Space Odyssey. In the book by Arthur C. Clarke, later made into a film by Stanley Kubrick, a monolith first appears on Earth in Africa three million years ago and appears to confer intelligence upon a starving tribe of great apes who develop tools. Now, folks, I'm looking at the photos of this, and the thing about this one is it's got spiral patterns on the outside. It looks like a child almost has taken a crayon and drawn spiral patterns like uh, an old corded telephone cord, something like that, or how you would draw hair or smoke. But um, it's definitely not that shiny, unblemished surface like the one in Utah. Now, looking at the map of Romania, folks, the next question that would spring to mind if it was me is, is this anywhere near the Hoyabachu Forest? And it's not. It's on the other side of the country. It's about the same latitude but it's over on the other side towards Moldova and the Ukraine. The monolith is used as a tool by an alien race to investigate worlds across the galaxy and to encourage the development of intelligent life. In the book, the great apes use their tools to kill animals, to eat meat, to end their starvation, and to kill a predatory leopard. The next day, the main character uses a club to kill the leader of a rival tribe of apes, leading to an awakening of intelligence and the development of humans. In Utah, the pillar which protruded approximately 12 feet from the Red Rocks in southern Utah, was spotted last Wednesday by baffled local BLM officials who were counting bighorn sheep from a helicopter. However, the three-sided structure was removed by an unknown party on Friday evening, the Bureau of Land Management Utah said in a statement. News of the discovery in Utah quickly went viral online, with many noting the object's similarity to the strange alien monoliths that trigger huge leaps in human progress in Kubrick's classic sci-fi film, 2001, A Space Odyssey. In Romania, the triangular structure has a height of about 13 feet, and one side faces Mount Sialu, known locally as the Holy Mountain. It is one of the most famous mountains in Romania, and is listed as one of the seven natural wonders of the country. Romanian officials still do not know who is responsible for erecting the mysterious monolith. Nymph culture and heritage official Rascana Jasanu said we have started looking into the strange appearance of the monolith. It, it is on private property, but we still don't know who the monolith's owner is yet. It is in a protected area on an archaeological site. She added before installing anything there, they needed permission from our institution, one that must then be approved by the Ministry of Culture. The Utah monolith provoked arguments about tourists who drove huge distances to see the monolith and were accused of trashing the location which authorities had tried to keep secret to avoid people getting lost. But many tracked down, tracked down the coordinates and published them, leading people to drive many hours through the night to reach the 12-foot aluminum structure. And it was revealed that a similar version appeared nearly 20 years ago on New Year's Day in Seattle. Now again, folks, see, that's interesting. Oh, I hadn't heard that. 
However, access to the site in Utah involved a 45-minute off-road drive on a dirt track many miles from a major town at 10 miles an hour, and then a 15-minute hike up a dry stream bed. Across the globe, UFO spotters and conspiracy theorists became obsessed with the shiny triangular pillar. Though the structure was only discovered by authorities this month, Google Earth images show it had been standing since at least 2015 or 2016. Lieutenant Nick Street, a spokesman for the Department of Public Safety, said it's possible the structure has been there for 40, 50 years, maybe more. Well, no, folks, it hasn't been because of those images. I, <laughs> I don't know how it could be standing there that long if you've got a satellite image from 2014 showing nothing. And then in 2015, there is something. So I, I don't know where he's got that from. It's the type of material that doesn't degrade with the elements. It may only be a few years old. Who knows? There's no real way based on the material it's made out of how long it's actually been there, he said on Tuesday. Others pointed out the object's resemblance to the avant-garde work of John McCracken. That's the artist I was talking about before. An American artist who lived for a time in nearby New Mexico and died in 2011. McCracken was known for his freestanding sculptures in the shape of pyramids, cubes, or sleek slabs. The monolith most closely resembles McCracken's plank-like structures, featured at his exhibit at the David Zwerner Art Gallery in New York. On Tuesday, a spokeswoman for David Zwerner said it was not one of McCracken's work, but possibly by a fellow artist paying homage. However, later in the day, Zwerner gave another statement which suggested the piece was indeed by McCracken, meaning it had lain undiscovered in the desert for nearly a decade. Well, again, I don't know how it could have if Google Earth showed nothing there in, you know, in 2014 and then showed it turn up. The gallery is divided on this, Zwerner said. I believe this is definitely by John. Utah has a history of land art, unusual installations that cropped up far from population centers in the 1960s and 70s. The most famous, Spiral Jetty, a 1,500-foot-long coil by artist Robert Smithson in 1970 that's composed entirely of mud, salt crystals, and basalt. Located on the northeastern edge of the Great Salt Lake near Roselle Point, the jetty appears and disappears depending on water levels. So far, no one has stepped forward to claim responsibility for the monolith, though. And, folks, you should go and check this out because they've got photos of that monolith that turned up in Seattle in 2001. However, that one looks much more like the Stanley Kubrick monolith than this one in Utah. So the one from 2001, it actually looks like a slab. So if you think of a domino or something else shaped that way, like a square bar, that's what the monolith in 2001 looked like. It wasn't triangular. So I get that they say, oh, well, maybe it was somebody's, you know, homage to 2001. But... The only thing they have in common is that they're upright standing objects of some, some type of manufacture. They're not the same shape. They're not the same material. I get why people would look at it first sight and go, ah, oh, it's a monolith. But to me, I would be more prone to call it an obelisk, even though it's not exactly an obelisk. The shape is much closer to an Egyptian obelisk than it is to the monolith from 2001. Well, anyway, folks, I think we're going to see more of this in the days that are to come. The rest of the year, maybe into 2021. Now, on that note, 2021 and the future and what lies ahead of us, 
I've got some very exciting news for you from the Paranormal Sun. You will already know, those of you who have been long-term listeners to the show, that I'm very big at paying homage to those who come before us. You know that I do the News of the Damned as an homage to Charles Fort and what he did for the field and for the strange and mysterious things that I enjoy, and so many of you do as well. You've also heard me talk about other programs and people on the show that I really have enjoyed, that got me interested in what I've done, and really those people who are true legends in the field. Well, one of those gentlemen was a man named Art Bell, and many of you who are of my age or older or even a bit younger, especially now with the internet and the way that things recycle, maybe you've heard of Art Bell and maybe you're only quite a young person. In the 90s, Art Bell really took the alternative fields that we discuss on the show and some of the other ones like conspiracy theory and alien abductions and all kinds of sorts of things that I haven't quite got a chance to cover yet. He took those from the paperback novel section of the bookstore and he brought them a bit more into the light with his radio program called Coast to Coast AM. Now, Art Bell is a true legend in the field, and he was a bit of a polarizing person. Some people didn't like him, but most people feel that he was really the person that brought things like Area 51 and several other topics like this into the mainstream and bringing it forward so that people could really start exploring things like it. The Phoenix Lights were right in that time frame when Art was at the zenith. Art Bell is another person who had a big impact on myself, as I say, and several other people. Now, I was thinking about what could we do for New Year's for the Paranormal Sun. Something in line, you know, a special show, something that you'll enjoy. And it came to me, and I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner. So, folks, for those of you who know, great. For those of you who don't know, you're about to find out. Art Bell, every year on New Year's Eve, did a prediction show. So he would get people to ring in, and he would record them on the air, making a prediction. And then the following year, he would review them and say whether they got them right or not. Well, we're not going to do them live on the air, meaning we're not going to have people ring in and do their prediction. But we're going to allow you, the audience, to make your predictions for 2021. Now, the really exciting part to me is, I found a couple of like-minded hosts who want to do a collaboration. So we're all going to get together. We're going to give you our predictions for 2021, and we're going to take yours and read them as well. And then at the end of that episode, we will take the predictions for 2021. I'll lock them in the Tower Studios vault until next year. And then when we get around to New Year's Eve of 2021, I'll cover them over, and we will see who hit and who missed. Now, Art Bell used to get thousands of people ringing in. As much as I wish I was as popular as Art Bell, <laughs> I'm not, and I don't think I ever will be, and there's no shame in that. At, at its peak, Coast to Coast AM had between 20 and 25 million daily listeners to the program, so it would be very tough for anyone to emulate those numbers. Art had a rule that you could only make one prediction. So we're going to expand that a bit for you, the listeners. You can make three predictions. Now, the best way to send those predictions to us is you can just send an email to TPS, so the Paranormal Sun, but just the letters, 
tpspredictions at gmail.com. Send them through, and I'll read them out on the air, me and my guests. You'll have to wait a little bit longer to find out who the guests are going to be. I just need to confirm our cutoff dates and all of that, when we'll be able to record the episode. And then once I've got that information, I'll give you an update so that you know when you've got to get your predictions in by. Now, if you want to be anonymous, that's fine. Send an email, say, please keep my name anonymous. Generally, as I say, I will just give someone's first name and the state or country that they're in or the city if they'd like me to. But like I say, don't feel any pressure to go, quote, on the record. Now, one other thing, I will not take any predictions if anyone sends them to me regarding attempted or successful U.S. presidential assassinations. Uh, Art Bell actually had a visit from the FBI regarding people calling in about assassinations on the program. So I won't be taking any of those. So if you send me one of those folks, it's going to go straight in the rubbish. Aside from that, it's pretty much open. Do your best to try and make it clear. I mean, this is all for fun, right? This is for something for us to enjoy ourselves. Have a bit of fun because 2020 has been a kick in the crotch for most of us. And try and be a bit, you know, try not to be so vague that the prediction's going to come true no matter what. So, for example, if you wrote in and said, oh, there's going to be an earthquake somewhere in the world. Well, the odds of that occurring are 100% because there are earthquakes every day. So try to be a bit more exacting with your predictions. However, you can predict anything you want within reason. Like I say, just please stay away from, from assassinations. Uh, anything else that you would like to cover, no problem. I will be doing predictions. My guests will be doing predictions. And next year, you can have a good laugh at how many that I get wrong. Two other very exciting notes for you coming up, upcoming shows. Actually, three. The first one is... The next episode coming out after the reincarnation episode will be a very special interview. The first interview with someone on the Paranormal Sun. So you'll have to wait to find out who that is. But it was a, a, an amazing conversation. We really enjoyed ourselves. It was quite long, and I think that you will enjoy it. Now, the other two, I will tell you up front what they are. The other two that I will be doing, they're not recorded yet, but I'll be getting around to it very shortly. I'll be doing a tarot reading. I've never had one in my life, so I think it's something that you will find quite interesting if it's something you've ever wondered about. And I'm the perfect guinea pig because I've never had a tarot card reading. I know very rudimentary bits about tarot, but I don't know anything more than that. I don't know what any of the cards really mean. I don't really know the process, so you should find that quite exciting. And the other one I'm very excited about, and you should be as well, is I'm going to be having a psychic reading. So that will also be on the air for you to listen to and enjoy. Again, I've never had a psychic reading, so this should be quite interesting for those of you who have had them. And, you know, you may feel one way or the other, and you might wonder, oh, what do I find out of it? As always, folks, I'm going to cover any of these subjects because I keep an open mind. And even if you say, oh, that's woo-woo, or that's not interesting, or, you know, that's not for me, Every subject is not for everyone. I fully get that. But keep an open mind. You never know. You might listen to it. You might enjoy it. It might be something where you say, oh, I want to explore further. You know, they, they might be really good at what they do. They might point out some things that are not well known, you know, about me. And it may get you wondering, well, what's going to happen if I have my own reading? So stay tuned for that. 
Those will be coming up in the month of December. With that all having been said, folks, thank you again so much, everyone, for listening. If there's any more monolith information, I'll do my best to try and get a speedy episode out similar to this. So again, folks, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking the time to listen to what I do, and have a great day.